All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is a very, very special episode of the Lunsby Show. I have a special guest in studio with me today. I uh, I'm very excited to talk to a longtime friend of mine who I do not speak to enough, and you may have heard us talk about him in the past. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? We're ready. For Ricardo Acosta! What? Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> I guess you didn't hear the drum roll that was going on while you were uh, trying to say that you're there. <laughs> I didn't hear it. Didn't hear it. Uh, don't worry. It'll sound great when you listen to it. So we got a drum roll. We got the, the muy elongated uh, intro. And, and then we have to actually start the show with our, our official opening. <laughs> All right, here we go. The T-Bone. <laughs> and Chick Fru. God bless. All these years, just get it right one time. What do you want from me? 40 years they've been trying. You couldn't fire somebody if they were horrible, doing a terrible job for the veterans. And now you can say you're fired. <laughs> okay. No one listens to radio. And now for a quick disclaimer. The T-Bone. And Chick Brew. Show is brought to you by nobody. We have no sponsors. The show is still rated G. For Glorious. Hello, my friend. Hi. How are you? I'm awesome, brother. How are you? It's I, always good to see you. Man. I am so sorry I was not able to pull off a great surprise and show up on your door for a recent celebration. Man, I, I tell you what, if you would have shown up on my door on my 50th birthday, I probably would have collapsed on the ground and cried like a little girl. I uh, I wanted to make that happen. Uh, I know you don't listen uh-huh. to the show as often as someone who calls myself them themselves my friend should. I am. I am your friend. I swear I am. <laughs> but I, I've been going through some medical issues. As a matter of fact, once I, I tapped you to fill in for Chick Brew, who's on travel right now, uh, I had to, I said, I'll, you know, I'll set up the studio. I'll be with you in just a minute. And then I started rushing around. I was like, ah, geez, I forgot to take my pill. Oh, geez. It's been so long since I forgot to take my pill that now I have to take one of these emergency pills to get the nitrates, Viagra. to get the nitrate. Yeah, the Viagra. <laughs> 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 do they do? I mean, you're a medical guy. Do they have fast acting? Not uh, Viagra. No, I was going to say Niagara. <laughs> yes, it makes not you pee. Acting, no. no, but you know what? There is a secret to Viagra. If you chew the Viagra, which tastes absolutely horrible. So I've heard that it is actually faster absorbing into the stomach. Who knew that? What about uh, uh, translingual? What is the <laughs> Sub- sublingual? <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Well, it's just like natural glycerin, man. Same concept. Yeah, you that's put on your that's what I had to throw in my system today. A little uh, nitro to kind of pep up a little bit. I'm hearing an echo. Are you hearing an echo? I am not hearing an echo. Well, that's good. That's good. Don't worry about that then. I'll just turn my volume down a little bit and shout a lot more. It's what I do. Uh, so as, as the format for, for the Lunsby show, so you know what you're getting into uh, today, we we sit and we talk. Oh, crazy concept, right? Find out what's right. going on in your life. Tell you about what's going on in my life. Just share our story with the listeners. And then after about 20, 25 minutes of that, we'll move on to our regular segments where there will be some homework for you. But it's a good time. 
game. Nobody gets hurt. It's uh, it's purely for entertainment value. We have wonderful listeners who, uh, yeah, I mean, I know you, you kind of scored the jackpot with your new romantic interest, and, and I know you're really, really happy. But I'm telling you, I got some listeners out there. Once they hear your melodious voice, they may be, uh, you know, into some Ricardo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, vamos a empezar entonces. <laughs> I, uh, I recently had somebody ask me if I was Spanish. Now I can see it, you know. I mean, you know, you know, I can see it. Uh, well, and, and here's the reason. <laughs> here's the reason why the Spanish that I learned was Andalusian, and I'm a very good mimicker of the Spanish that I learned. So even though I do not speak fluently, I do speak with a perfect Andalusian accent. Which, by the way, Andalusian Espanol is the proper Espanol. That's where that's the base for us, man. I mean, our Puerto Rican Spanish, Mexican Spanish. It's all diluted Spanish, but Andalusian Espanol is muy especial. Mm, well, I feel especial. So, <laughs> one, of the, one of the great things we had. So, uh, in, uh, I can't remember the English word right now. Uh, Andalusia is how the American pronunciation of that is. In, in Andalusia, they love to pronounce Z as th. Th, th. Yes, th. But they also pronounce S as th. So, so, so when I, there were some things I learned along the way when I first got to a Spanish dog park. I was wondering why everyone named their dog OJ. Because <laughs> every, everybody's yelling at their dog, OJ, OJ. It was so funny to me. And, and uh, then the one wonderful Spanish lady walked up to me and asked me what my dog's name was. And I said, pronouncing the words using my tongue, Zeus. She saw the letters in her brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! And re- yeah, and responded with "thuth." Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like he's trying to sit at you. <laughs> <laughs> so that uh, that was his Spanish name, Thuth. <laughs> <laughs> now he's all confused. Is that, is that how that goes? Now, you know, uh, being confused for Spanish, I don't in any way t- take as an insult. They're amazing people. I loved living there. I've got great friends there. Before I left Korea, I was enlightened in the fact that I, um, well, let's just say I wasn't being confused for Spanish. My, <laughs> you're going to love this, bro. <laughs> I had a, an executive assistant, Miss Che, wonderful, wonderful lady. Love this lady. And I learned Korean from her. So I would mimic her in the way that she spoke so that I would be muy authentico. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just see you. No. Hanguseo. <laughs> because I was mimicking her, I was unknowingly mimicking a female voice. So I sounded like an extremely effeminate man anytime I spoke Korean. Oh, no. No one said anything. No one one pulled me to the side and said, hey, gruff it up a little bit, okay? A a male accent accent in Hangul sounds very angry and drunken and masculine, whereas the female sounds very delicate and flowery and sweet. And I was speaking delicate, flowery, and sweet. And yeah. 
Ajima, you know, it's there. There's a grovel. And meanwhile, I'm going, comes on the That's funny, man. Oh, so tell me about your 50th birthday party. It looked like a real good time. Man, I'm going to tell you what, man, my girlfriend did a amazing job, man. We were, uh, she was setting up for a week, for about two weeks, and we had actually planned a bigger party. So we had a DJ laid on, we had the pool laid out, barbecue getting, you know, was going to be catered. Um, and we had this really freak rainstorm just come out of nowhere, and it rained for like three hours straight, and it flooded the backyard. The pool got dropped like 10 degrees. It was awful. But um, in, in, in our fashion of partying the way that my girlfriend and I do, we always had a plan B. I said, if it rained, that we were going to bring the party inside. So, you know, we turned the porch into an outside. We had about 40, almost 50 people still show up. Um, we still did barbecue outside. We brought everything in. People hung out. The sun came out. Kids jumped in the pool. It was amazing, man. And I had one of my old Army buddies, uh, retired Sergeant Major Aubrey Gaines, Bought by me a bullpup semi-automatic shotgun with magazine-fed rounds, and I was like, "Oh my god, man!" So army guys know how to give gifts. Just want to let you know. I don't like the bullpup setup. So no. no. So my zombie killer is uh, the AR-12. It's it's the shotgun, magazine-fed, 12-gauge. Oh, it's it's a it's a zombie killer. It's okay. gorgeous. It's beautiful, oh, nice. but it's based on the AK setup, not the bullpup setup. I gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Well, at least, we, at least we can go kill zombies together. Definitely, that, so definitely. Good. When it comes down to the zombie <laughs> apocalypse, there are people I'm going to count on and other people who are going to be collateral damage. <laughs> <laughs> I, got a, I got a couple of those myself. <laughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> if there were a zombie apocalypse and I wanted to get even with people who have wronged me, I would not outright kill them. I would wound them so that they could become zombie food. Zombies. That's right. That's the concept. Oh, I hate you so much. You're going to be a zombie. That's what's doing that. It, uh, it, funny, looked, it looked like a real good time. I, uh, I've recently started doing videos that no one has seen yet. It's called T-Bones Raw Drive. Uh, so it's just me, uncensored, and my dash cam. I'm driving. I'm talking to the camera. I'm reacting to the things around me. And, you know, I'm constantly creating new material in my brain. This is an opportunity, me, uh, opportunity for me to verbalize it, to see how it sounds, to play it back. So it's, it's an exercise in entertainment that I think other people may find entertaining. So eventually I'm going to release them and people can watch them. I did one recently where I kind of had some memories of what it's like partying with Puerto Ricans. And I drew the conclusion oh, wow. that if you party with a Puerto Rican, you need to know percussions. Because there's always going to be, and you tell me if I'm wrong, there, <laughs> there's always going to be percussions. Like, you're, there's a lull, the conversations, the food, everybody's eating the food, and there's a lull in conversation, and then somebody will bring out like a pepper shaker. And, <laughs> and, then, and then somebody will hand you a spoon, and then someone's got a cheese grater. And before you know it, you're the Muppets in the backyard. Just <laughs> I, I thought we were making salad. What was going on in here? All of a sudden, it's a music band. <laughs> I just, I, on more than one Puerto Rican party, I've ended up with a kitchen appliance in my hand. Like, uh, how did this happen? Hey. 
This, this too can be an instrument for, for music. <laughs> I, I felt so dejected. One time they handed me bongos and I was like, oh, a muy special. I get the bongos? I don't know how to freaking play the bongos. So, yeah. so I've just got booba, 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 booba. And then they come over and take the bongos from me and <laughs> hand me a, a turkey baster. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's uh, right. You know, sometimes we use a turkey baster as the kazoo, so, you know, so that that could work that way too. I always have fun, especially in Puerto Rico. I would have so much fun at parties in Puerto Rico. The uh, the big five star resort down there, the casino is the Conquistador. El Conquistador. El Conquistador in Fajardo. It and, used to be the the Trump Resort, so I remember staying at that Trump International one before he became president down there, and uh, that was and that's just right down the street in Fajardo, uh, right next to Conquistador. But it was beautiful, man. Two golf courses, right? The Peninsula, man, absolutely breathtaking, man. But you know, expensive. I said I think I spent like eight thousand dollars in a week or something. Oh like God! Oh. Yeah, it was it was kind of steep. Bro. I was uh, I was young and skinny and attractive, and the uh, the dancers, you know, the ones with the feathers. See, yeah, they brought me up oh, on sorry. stage. <laughs> they brought me up on stage and taught me how to salsa. Oh. oh yeah, it was just a repeated exercise of you're going somewhere. You're changing oh, your mind. You said they brought you salsa. You say taught you salsa? Taught me. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, they taught me while they, they served me salsa while they taught me how to salsa. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, God, man. This the people bad. who did not get to experience Puerto Rico, uh, you know, that, that was a good base. There was a lot there, and it was a good time, man. It was such a good time. But every once in a while, you'd find yourself in a really awkward motion or awkward. And that happens no matter what country you're in. You'll find yourself, uh, uh, even in America, you know, when I got shot, white boy, what are you doing here? Those were the last words before I tried to make my escape. I have, <laughs> I've never I forgotten that. my ex-wife. I was just picking up my kids. <laughs> That's so funny. No, I, yeah, oh. even in Korea, you know, Korea is one of the friendliest countries I ever lived in. And uh, one night we were on a run and come across some old, angry Korean men who go away, go away. Was, they weren't happy in Japan, another nice place. You know, they've got the no gringo sign, no, uh, no gaijing, no gaijing signs. No gaijing. No. Yeah. And in, in Puerto Rico, it was just a really awesome party where the looks like I'm about to get cut. It's just, <laughs> hey, boys, I think we've worn out our welcome. We need to leave. This ain't this yeah. doesn't look right. As much as I love Atlanta, man, I've had a I've had a several trips to Atlanta. I was in Korea, too. But Atlanta, I think, was one of those ones where I went uh, with the ex and she was walking down the street and they're like, Girl, what you doing on this side of town? You, we ain't got none of y'all around here. And she goes, I don't know what that meant. I'm like, babe, they don't see uh, Spanish people down here in this part of Atlanta who take your little brown ass back to the hotel. I'll be back in a few hours. So it was it was kind of rough, man. So uh, that's why my beautiful other half now is a white, red-haired, freckled girl from Compton, California. Man, Aaron, nothing spicy with a white girl with a black attitude, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> this is the best of all worlds. <laughs> a ginger with a Compton attitude. <laughs> She's right there. She's like, don't you not put me on camera. She's right there. I'm telling you, ginger with from Compton, man. I'm, that's, that's the truth. Couldn't make that up. Hey, takes all kinds. All you know, my crack of white bread ass. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's good, man. So, so other what than- are we talking about today, bro? I'm excited because, man, you called me talking about food, man. I'm freaking starving. Oh, you want to talk about food? Let's do it. It's time to talk about cooking. And tonight, prove one thing. You know so normally, when Chick Brew is on, Chick Brew is a certified sanctimonious chef. She's an actual chef. She went to actual chef school, and she tries Whoa. to teach me chef-like things. But what she don't know is I've been eating longer than she's been cooking. I myself am a connoisseur of goodness. Oh, but, <laughs> but you, my friend, I know over the years, you have also made up some fine, fine dishes. What have you made special this week? Man, this week I've had to switch my diet a little bit. So uh, we're we're now switching the way that that we're cooking and eating at the house here. It's a little healthier, um, you know. Turning fifty, I don't feel the greatest. You know, I'm no longer in the military, that kind of stuff. So um, we've had to restructure a little bit of what we eat. So you know, getting older, I can't process food the way that I used to. Being pre-diabetic, as we get older, a little chubbier, we got to change some of the things that we eat. So. Less sugars, less carbs, things like that kind of makes our menus kind of want to influence different tastes, different flavors. We've been doing a lot of, um, according to my trainer, who is a a professional bodybuilder, ex-bodybuilder in the Army, he goes, we're going to do, and check this out, we're going to do cheeseburgers with grilled onions and and lettuce and tomatoes. I'm like, I'm waiting for the bad stuff. Where's the bad stuff coming? And he goes, but no french fries and no bread. And I'm like, "Okay, okay, I can deal with that. What else are we doing? He goes... No, that's it. Only so just a piece of meat with lettuce and a tomato and cheese. That's all I eat. So he's got me on healthier stuff: baked chicken, a little bit of rice, maybe with veggies, a lot of vegetables. So stir fries, things like that. Not a lot of not a lot of sugars. So it's a change, but it's good. We need it. I feel better. So uh, on August the first of twenty twenty two, I woke up to the most incredible pain I had ever imagined. Um, it was uh, in my spine, but it was shooting, radiating through to my sternum, through my heart, and down my arms. It was incredible, incredible pain. For the next seven months, I was treated for back pain. In February of 2023, I could no longer continue living the way I was living. My quality of life was at zero. I was in constant pain. Uh, I go back to the emergency room for a second opinion seven months later. Turns out I was uh, yeah. suffering daily heart attacks, multiple heart attacks every day oh. for seven months, <laughs> which, makes, wow, which makes the physical therapy that I went through, the acupuncture, the chiropractor, it makes all of that quite entertaining. Uh, so at the end of it they uh, put a bunch of little uh, vessel assist guides inside my heart and uh you have stints is it for real dude i had 15 percent uh flow in my heart so i tell, tell me it's only in one out of the four arteries i mean are we talking full blockage on three or four of them full blockage two? full blockage on one uh, 80, uh, 88% on another two. Per- yeah, it was, it was, uh, I should not be here right now. We should not be talking. I should be dead. And, uh, all of this would have been before your 50th birthday. Anyway, I tell you that. Oh. <laughs> so they got me on meds and, uh, the meds do their magic and I'm watching my diet. You know, um, I eat, uh, Brown rice. Uh, I eat a lot of brown rice because brown rice is a good carbohydrate. It's good for you. I eat a lot of kelp. A lot of kelp. Oh, kale. Kale. Not kelp. Kale. (laughs) I had been 
taking a, a handful of kale and that brown rice, adding a little bit of protein to it or something like that, and stir frying it in the morning. And that was my breakfast. I don't know if you've taken in large volumes of kale, but the way it leaves your body... It's just, yeah. it's just, it's like a Brillo pad, but harder. <laughs> yes. And the volume that comes with it. Now, again, that's a combination of pills and uh, roughage, rough being the operative word there. But I tell you, I'm not hungry and I'm, I'm not lacking energy. So kale, brown rice, and a little bit of a protein, I was frying it. And I, even though I was frying it in olive oil and not that much of it, I was like, this is, there's got to be a better way. So I've recently started, and I wish Chipper was here because she would know the right term I want to use. Uh, when you boil a vegetable down, I think it starts with an S. Uh, uh, not saute. Um, uh, oh, 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 oh. I thought it was saute, but it's not saute. Uh, I forgot, Tony. Uh, when you boil a vegetable down. What is it yeah. called when you boil a vegetable down? Blanching. Blanching, no S in there. Yes, well, <laughs> splanching. <laughs> yeah, so I now I've just started blanching the kale, and that leaves me with the excess water, and I put the rice in there, and that soaks that up. And then I add, I mean, like the protein I added today is ridiculously small. It was like two little tiny chunks of a uh, ham steak that was left. And I just chopped it up and I put it in there. A couple of pieces of turkey bacon chopped up real nice. It was a wonderful breakfast, but it, it, it has filled all of my intestines with roughage, and I will pay the price later. Okay. Well, man, I, I had no idea, man. And, you, you know, it's, it's kind of weird. As we get older, we kind of start having, hey, man, I haven't talked to you in a long time. What medications are you on? It's just kind of like the conversations <laughs> that we have, right? So um, I had no idea. But, you know, it, it's kind of funny that we're talking about this because my father, and the reason I became a medic in the Army was because my father had his first heart attack at 46 years old. So my goal was always to make sure I didn't have a heart attack before the age of 50. And thank you, God, for getting me here. But, um, you know, I've been on medications for blood pressure since I was 30, since you and I met, man. That was, I mean, uh, my daughter's 21 years old, and, and, and I've been taking medication, man, since, yeah, as long as I was 30, 31 years old. But thank God, man, I haven't had that. My triglycerides are down. My sugars are good. You know, well, the difference is I've lost five pounds. You you were a medical professional in the military. So medical professionals in the military, whether you be a medic or whether you be a corpsman, you guys get preferential treatment, whereas the rest of us don't. I, I remember because I have been a borderline high blood pressure person. For like the last 15 years of my active duty career, uh, you got borderline high blood pressure. What does that mean? Well, you don't really need to take medicine. You just need to be mindful that you've got bore, which was bad medicine. I should have been taking blood pressure medicine a long time ago. Right. But I uh, wouldn't be in the situation. Yeah. And then, you know, you've been you've been living in America the whole time I was gone. And, dude, when I came back to America, I was not prepared for what medical was like on the outside you know it's, i feel like we've been institutionalized in prison you know you could just go to the, the you can go to the med ward they take good care of you you don't need an appointment you don't need a primary care provider whoever's on duty takes care of you that's what it is in the military it's right. very similar but on the outside you know it's it is not similar that's for sure you know, I, I wonder if my dad would, would say something about that argument because, you know, a Vietnam guy, apparently everything that they did for the military guys was always a procto exam or a hernia check. Because even recently, my dad goes, he goes, I'm going to go check my heart. And I'm like, OK, goes to the doctor and he says, 
uh, uh, we're going to check your heart, but we got to do it through your anus. We're going to check your prostate. And he goes, okay. I'm like, Hey dad, you know, we're at the dentist, right? Yeah. I just wanted to make sure you do that. (laughs) So, So I'm like, what are you talking about, man? This is the regular heart doctor. I was like, no, that man, that's not the regular heart doctor. So yeah. Vietnam guys, they're kind of stuck in their ways, but who knows? I love it. I know it's good times. Man, I'm glad. I'm glad you're doing better, man. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about some of the, some of the things about food and and how we underestimate or or maybe we don't value the food as much as we should, and we don't really know like some of the stuff the the food actually does. So that that's always a good topic to always talk about that kind of stuff. You uh, you've got your business there. Let's go ahead and give you a little promotion there for uh, first response hey. uh, mobile services. D- does the nutrition or dietary or any of that is that anything that you uh, you reach into, you branch out to or is it just basically So yeah. with the mobile services that I have, I have uh, if you if you guys have ever visited my website and it's www.frmsat Dot com it's first responsible services and training.com um just uh you'll go on there and, and basically you know I, i've always started as an educator but i've done classes man and most of the stuff i do is educate so it's not just education cpr first aid but i do a lot of other stuff um i educate about food i do mental health training with people uh stress disorders and some of the stuff that we now do is is we talk to people people will, hey what happens to my blood work and the doctor may call me and says hey mr costa we need you to go draw so-and-so's blood we're checking the cholesterol and stuff and while I'm there, they may ask me a couple of questions. Hey, my cholesterol's high and doctors got me on this medication. What's it for? What does it do? Because most doctors don't take the time to explain what pills are for or what why am I why is my life changing or what why am I gonna eat so much fish and chicken? So um, why is my know, pee purple? I actually right, why is my pee purple? <laughs> or if I eat a Mega Man two thousand, what does it look like highlighter yellow? So I will actually sit with people and tell them, Hey, this is what diabetes is. This is type one. This is type two. This is how it works in the body. And it's important to pay attention. So uh, this past week, I actually had a guy like that. I was getting ready to do his blood work for the doctor that I work in in Austin, Texas. And the doctor had asked him, are you diabetic? He goes, I don't know. The wife goes, yes, he's diabetic. Sir, do you take your medicine? He goes, yes, I do. And she goes, no, he doesn't. <laughs> and so just out of, yeah, so out of curiosity, I asked the doctor, hey, can I just go ahead and run the sugar levels real quick? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Normally in the morning, if you're fasting for 12 hours, your blood sugar should be between 90 and 100. This guy was 317, which is usually like 10 Big Macs, four milkshakes and two large fries into it. That's how much sugar you have to intake to get 317. So he should have been halfway comatose. And he lives like that. He goes, oh, that's good. That's a low number for me. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, usually I'm like 500. I'm like, sir, at 500, you should be unconscious every day. Something is clearly not working in his body. Yes. So actually, his wife was right. He wasn't taking his medicine because he didn't understand what diabetes was. So when the doctor left, explained it to him. His wife asked me to scare him a little bit. So I started talking about, hey. Uh, you want to lose your fingers and your toes and your ankles and, and, and your nose. So if not, this is what you got to do next. That same day, he made an appointment with the other doctor, his primary to get his medications updated. So it's, it's a serious thing. We are always looking for content and, and yeah, we're pretty lighthearted, but it doesn't mean that we couldn't branch out into a little bit more serious. Would you, would you consider an ongoing regular opportunity to uh, promote some wellness in the future? Man, man, because it's you, anything to you, bro. <laughs>
we'll uh, we'll we'll discuss that and we'll uh, we'll come up with a a way of doing it and uh, and and of course when we do something, we always have to do a cool intro. Speaking of cool intros, let me uh, introduce you to the book of everything. In my hands, I hold the book of everything. I've been writing a book for years called The uh, the Amazing Almanac of Everything That's Absolutely True, 2004 edition. I've been writing that for years and years, and it's just a bunch of... Uh, stuff I put in a book format because if it's in a book you have to believe it if it's a fact and it's right? in a book you don't have to fact check it you use the book as as the fact check so in the book of everything every week we pull out two facts at random if it is okay. something interesting you will never forget it and if it is not interesting you will that's how that works find out let's let's do it as an example of something that we would pull out of the book of everything the river with the largest discharge volume in Albania is the semen. About 100 miles north, uh, about 100 miles north of the Seaman River is the small town of Puke. Oh my goodness gracious! All right, apparently you didn't like that one. So they're, they're, it pukes semen? Is that how that works? Well, they, they were cute to use the word discharge. See how they did that? Discharge. Yes, like the that. discharge volume in Albania is the Seaman River. I never knew the Seaman River existed, but now... But it, is it S-E-I-M-E-N? Is that how you spell that one? It's S-E-M-A-N. Okay. Okay. The Simon, if you prefer. Simon. C'est bon. C'est <laughs> All right, here we go. Our second fact from the book of everything. This is important to know if you're into the study of botulism. Oh. A vulture can safely swallow enough botulinum tex toxin to kill 300,000 guinea pigs. That's crazy. How, how do you get that much Botox into a vulture? How do you test these things? Because <laughs> botulinum toxin, that that is actually Botox, bro. That's a, it's it's it paralyzes a dog on muscles. So botulinum, that toxin is what is actually a vial of Botox. That's what people put in their face to freeze a muscle and expand it and make it hard. Yes, so you're saying a vulture swallows that much to kill that many guinea pigs? Can safely swallow that much? Oh man, that's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's like it's practically immune. It's practically immune to, to botulinum toxin. We at least know how to how to spread. Uh, uh, you know, maybe I can grab a. I don't know. Maybe I can use one as a carrier pigeon across the Mexican border. Bring some botox this way. <laughs> this goes. Uh, this goes with the constant uh, theme that uh, Americans will do anything to avoid using the metric system. <laughs> how much? How much? Uh, how much uh, botox can a vulture down safely? Is it uh, a one liter or b uh, enough that would kill three hundred thousand guinea pigs? <laughs> That's a lot of leaders. That's uh, that's what we do there. So we did the book of everything. We did cooking. Oh, this is this is a, a fun one. This is a challenge. So normally uh, we do the news segment, and Chick Brew uh, pulls up a news headline, and then I try to mine some funny out of it. Now, because I called okay. you out of the blue, you might not be prepared for this. Okay. 
So uh, just go to NewYorkPost.com. That's an easy one. I'm actually looking at the news on the other side and just want to tell you that there's more Trump news if you want to talk about that. I mean, that's always a funny one. But um, uh, So I, I just said that judge rules against Trump uh, for committing fraud, and his sons were, were a part of that. And I'm thinking, yeah, we knew that. You guys have been saying it for the last couple of years. But apparently it takes all these years for a judge to finally say, we're going to rule against them? How does that work, Tony? So as a rule, we avoid the politics because it's gotten to a point where it's so divisive. I've lost friends over politics, and uh, we don't want to do that. So we're going to let you feel the way you feel about this. I have another one. They discovered a new type of octopus. It was an albino, which looks like a glider with like six legs. Have you heard about that one? So it's a cephalopod with only six legs instead of eight. And it, and the and the like the wingspan. You know how that how the squids have those little the little wings here. Oh wait 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 wait. Bit. Yeah, a squid only has six. Yeah, but it looks like an octopus. So it's an albino. It looks like an octopus, part squid, six legs. Do and you believe? Octopus are from this planet? Yes, I do. I don't. I, they are the most alien creature in existence. Not only can they replicate color, they can replicate texture. They, are, they have proven to be smart. They've, they've selected like six of the last seven Super Bowls correctly. Uh, <laughs> Is that the standard? Is that the standard? Well, I mean, if you're an octopus and you can pick who's going to win the Super Bowl uh, better than most sportscasters, uh, I think there's something for you there. But uh, the yeah. way this would work is you would read a headline off of any, any website that you've got available to you. I would give you a stinger, and then I'm going solely off the headline from scratch. Okay. So you got you got your computer in front of you. I, I do not have my computer in front of me, but, you know, uh, my, my lady has her phone in front of me. I can Google it. All right. We're, we're looking for a headline. Any headline. Any headline. Any headline. Any headline. Put it on the news. Go to your thing. Go to the news. Now, I, I recommend right. the New York Post is a good one for headlines because they, they, they got the gotcha headline things. They like to really get you. And when you think you've got one, you let me know. I'll play your stinger. Okay. All right. Here. Let's see. News. Uh... Okay, all right. I think Yahoo still right. exists. Yahoo does exist. <laughs> all right, the Wall Street Journal. No, that one, that's not funny enough for me. Oh, uh, no, that's more politics stuff. I don't know, but uh, uh, people getting embezzlements. I don't know. Hey, um, the Kardashian party violated permit. Hey, hey here's, here's a bit of news for you. In the Los Angeles Times. And now it is time for headlines from around the globe. All right, you got a headline for me. Now I'm going to play a stinger. Wait one second. I know you're anxious. Hold on one second. Hit me with your best slot. Go for it. Today on the local news in the Los Angeles Times, the Kardashians were now charged with violating permits for throwing a party that because they uh, did not invite city leaders. Uh, it would not surprise me at all that the city of Los Angeles has an ordinance in place that says if you're rich and famous, you must invite us to your party. That doesn't surprise me at all. What does surprise me is that the Kardashians still exist on this planet. Is that the Kardashians are still relevant at this day and age? How old is Kim Kardashian at this point? Is she in her early 60s? I, I know. I know there's a lot to be said, but I mean... 
She's got a body count higher than iced tea. Uh, (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. wait. She's got a body count higher than Ted Bundy. Uh, She's got a body (laughs) count higher than William Gacy. Wait, John Wayne Gacy. (laughs) Wow. Wow. And then then she's got a trail of sisters that are all just doing the same thing. I don't. I've never understood the Kardashians. All I've all I've saw is just a bunch of people being over exposed and a poor man stuck in the middle of it who just couldn't take it any longer until he finally says i'm out you know <laughs> just my you know i one of my great jokes i used to have the website called um comedy jokes daily when lamar odom passed out and, and woke up in the kardashian house i i have had great material from this family but uh <laughs> I still don't know how they're relevant. Did you think that he was actually kidnapped and placed in the house? Or was he roofied and then kidnapped? Or... Or how, how does, what was your theory on that? I don't think I remember that conversation. There was always going to be drugs involved. There was always going to be some kind of drug involved. I love I love whenever you hear a news story and immediately immediately you're like, no, that's that's not true. That's not true. And here is here is a great example of a story like that. Me and the children are driving uh, to Jacksonville on I-95. They're in the back seat. I'm I'm chauffeuring them properly from the front seat. The news story comes on about Tiger. Woods being involved in a horrible accident. Uh, The accident was so bad that his wife used a golf club to try to get him out of the vehicle. And when they they said this story with a straight face, I immediately looked in the rearview mirror. I looked at my daughters and said, that is not what happened. That man got (laughs) caught cheating. (laughs) I instantly knew the story they were trying to tell me was not correct. This is a cover up. This was, it was a bad Bad cover-up because it's three in the morning. Where's Tiger going at at three in the morning? Bless his heart. You know, I mean, it, what? the Did old adage. Milk or he got hungry. He said he was like had munchies or something. I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, well, the the story, and then it finally came out that she was she was trying to kill him, and and yeah. uh, and, and a very attractive woman. Which goes back to the adage that I constantly re- repeat to people: no matter how fine she is, she's somebody's pain in the tookus. That's crazy. Many <laughs> years have you said that, by the way? I think that should be. I think that should be your catchphrase. I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm always working on the next catchphrase. That's a, a, that's a fun one. Hey, do you have another headline for me? Do I have another headline? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I can pull something up. Can I bring it for me? Can I laugh? Yes. We usually, right. we usually do two. Okay, all right. That was my bad. I, I was not prepared. I apologize for not paying attention. You're doing a great all job. Right, let's see. Hey, man, I appreciate that. I am really, really trying to hear for you. Uh, let me go to the trending. Oh, let's. It, it, would people People Magazine count? Is that not a thing? People what? Uh, I don't know. People Magazine is that still news or? Sure, <laughs> sure. National National Enquirer. Um, let's see here. Oh, is Octomom having more babies? No, that's not one. That's uh, sorry. I thought I saw something about Octomom. Okay, all right. Uh, I taught. I taught a pooty. A pooty kid. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, here he goes. Hold on. Oh. Oh my God. Yes, I'm ready. Damn it! Wrong button. Today on the news in Texas Tribune, it says that Texas bans certain drag shows 
is unconstitutional, says federal judge today. A federal judge has decided to say that you can't ban drag shows because it's unconstitutional. Can you show me where in the U.S. Constitution it says drag is, what is it? Is it, is it freedom of expression? I get it. Is it free speech? Okay, but come on. I am so sick of the... Uh, remember our forefathers wore wigs come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> they wore wigs and dresses and makeup but that's because they smelled horrible and perfume that's right yes it's a drag show started somewhere in washington dc i get it day. man i you know if that's what floats your boat there are plenty of places where you can see drag and i encourage it if that's what you want to see there's as a matter of fact this weekend the the thunder from down under will be at the comedy zone in harrisburg pennsylvania doing their drag review it's what they do and if that's what floats your boat go enjoy it have a great time but it shouldn't by the way he's never been uh so i uh have often been accused of being homophobic which is it was not true i'm not afraid of homophones i uh it's just It's just, you know, uh, when the words are spelled the same, man, it's right. It's quite confusing. Uh, talk about instruments. There was an instrument. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I've I've performed at a lot of gay clubs over the years and I, I don't have a problem with gay people. As You know, uh, some of my closest friends are gay people. There's nothing wrong with that. I I just it's you know, it doesn't. There are things that there's a time and a place for everything. Whether it's a, a a straight show or a gay show or a drag show or a trans, there's a time and a place for everything. And I think what's what a lot of people are pushing back on, a lot of people are angry about, is people aren't respecting time and place. Like uh, local library tea tea reading, probably probably not the place for uh, uh, you know mm-hmm. uh, excessively graphic. <laughs> Here's my question, my most recent question in the gay community: When did gay men start it? start spelling yes with an a because that's all i hear now that's all that's all i hear yes (laughs) where where did that become the norm and it's a trick it's a trick because if you don't know sometimes that's just hey hey do you think uh, the cloud should be in the sky you know and then you get a yes aha my my favorite (laughs) my favorite test so we're on the ship we're having a good time we're on the cruise ship we're having a good time and there's these two just giant men just big buff gonna steal gonna steal your girlfriend kind of guys right they're liquided down they're oily and they're just walking around and they're strings just prancing with all their muscles showing and i'm like man these guys are on the prowl they are they are taking some trophies on this cruise guy you better keep an eye on your wife you know what i'm saying and uh and then they played ymca and all my fears were gone (laughs) it is it is the song that they cannot they cannot keep they can't i can't help it I can't help it. I got to move. I got to shake it. I got to shake it. And the moment that song started playing and I saw them dancing, I was like, oh, I don't have to worry about my wife. I got to worry about my brothers. (laughs) (laughs) What's the other two songs? It's Raining Men and... First, I was afraid. I was petrified. Now, if that one comes on, forget it. Everybody starts dancing. And then the other one, it's Raining Men. It's the same thing with those. And if that doesn't, and if you can't find them, 
who likes this song? They're always going to hear in the background. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's been our headline bit. You give me a headline, and I do the best I can to try to mine some funny out of it. And I I think I did pretty good today. I did. I appreciate you bringing that spirit up from Texas because, man, Texas – these guys from craziness going down here with these rag shows. It's absolutely absurd to listen to what they're doing. But you're right, man. There's a place. There's time and a place. And it's time for everything. So it's just I agree. You know, we have a lot of these drag drag, uh, drag guys are coming up here. Um, drag queens are coming up here, and they're actually going to the elementary schools and reading uh, books to the kids. And they're saying, well, you not know, time and place. You know, not time and place. Not time and so place. I don't want my kids around that. Um, I get it. I don't want my kids around that. Uh, you know, that, that's when they're adults and they should be able to go on the club their own, on their own time. So. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I'm all for it. Right time, right place. And if you think right elementary school is the right place, as an adult, I am a, a straight white male. I'm not allowed to go into elementary schools if I don't have kids in them. I'm not allowed in, no matter what my intentions are. I just want to read to the children. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they, probably, they probably wouldn't let me in with that voice. I saw a story today about a seven-year-old that's trolling the nursing homes and reading to old people. All right. They, they did a news story on this of a little seven-year-old who is not a good reader. It's not like she knows how to really throw out the emphasis. You know, she doesn't. She's not a good. She's stumbling through the words. And, she, and, and imagine you're 99 years old. You're probably the stud in the old folks home. You're probably having a good time there. And this little child i was going to say something different little child comes rolling up to you like i would like to read you a story get out of here time and a place i don't want you here reading me stories you know uh, we'll get my slippers go go get your go get your sister who's a, a senior in college and and in a bikini tell her to come read me some stories i'll listen to those stories i don't want to listen isn't to a sister <laughs> is this your sister the one that gave me the sponge bath last night i want that one yes, back. give her i'll take that <laughs> This uh, the next segment that we're going to do is going to be a challenge for you because we're you're not. It's called birthday boost, and every week we go through our list of people who have birthdays. We pick one of them and we say amazing things about them. In the past, around your birthday, you may have received birthday boost that you've never even heard. But if it was your birthday, we may have talked about like Rick and Tony's fan service. Remember Rick and Tony's fan service. Yeah, well, back in the day in, in uh, freaking Kingsland. Yeah, you remember our slogan? Oh, God, I'm going to lie. Uh, oh, 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 gosh. I do. If you start it, I promise you I'll finish it. Hey, we'll fix um, your freaking fan. Hey, we'll fix your freaking <laughs> fan. Hey, that's when you, when you were, we were always playing Gran Turismo at the house. Like, yes. Remember that? Oh, God, back in the day. Remember the day we saw this guy called Rocky Maravilla come into the WWF for the first time? <laughs> and we, we both looked at each other like, who is this jerk off? What is this with the little blue feathers on his arms? From a long, from a long lineage of wrestling family, Rocky Maravilla. <laughs> now he's the rock. Yeah, yeah old Dwayne. Oh, good old days, bro. So, uh, who, uh, how can you look at your phone? I don't have to look at you while you do this, but look at your yeah. phone, find out who's having a birthday. Oh, this week? Yeah, you just go in there and you hit the little birthday section. 
Like, I know immediately I'm going to have some tough choices this week. I had some great people have a birthday recently. Some of the prettiest women I know had a birthday this week, and only one of them only one of them is going to get a, a birthday boost. Everybody else gets this thing called an honorable mention. So this is an opportunity for you to uh, say happy birthday to your friends. Going looking right now. Okay. Uh, normally, I let Chick Brew go, go first, but to give you an idea of what the expectation is, I'm going to go first. And I do have a tough list of people that I want to wish birthdays to, but I have chosen, and again, like I said, very beautiful people in my list, and uh, some of the most pretty, uh, prettiest women I know. And she is amazingly beautiful. Uh, Emily, I don't know how to pronounce your new name. Burger. <laughs> Emily is uh, one of my friends from Spain. Amazing lady. She was a breakthrough cook for me because she taught me that white people can cook or uh, Asian food. I didn't. Wait, are, are these people on your Facebook, bro? Or are these people like where are these people from? Like, yeah, are these people? this is my this is my friend Emily. She's uh, on my Facebook. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. I uh, we were in a conversation one day, and I told her one of the things I missed from Korea was gimbap, and she said, "Oh, I can make you some gimbap." And I was like, "This white girl can't make me no gimbap," and this white girl made me some gimbap, and it was delicious, and it was a breakthrough moment for me because I didn't think I could cook Korean food, and from that day forward, I not only knew how to cook Korean food, I learned how to make incredible Korean food and it's all because of my friend Emily who is experiencing her birthday and uh, as always we wish you nothing but the biggest, the brightest and the best of all future birthdays. Happy birthday Emily. Very, very cool. You see how that goes? Now it's your turn. I do. I like it. So let me see here. Uh, I'm going to find a person here who is having a birthday and um, I think think i'm gonna pick on my friend you know what i'm gonna pick on my buddy sergeant major aubrey Gaines, the guy who was here with me i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna give him a shout out so um i, I will tell you man i the thing that i've learned from aubrey is is that in our old age as we get older he was actually one of the sexiest dudes in the army man and i we played a joke on him first of all you don't know this but um i i want to i i want to I want to give this because I know you'll appreciate this. We actually did not have a, bur- a baby. Says, I need a baby picture so I can put on the cake. And I'm like, all right, cool. We can find a baby picture. So <laughs> I couldn't find one. I, and I asked him for one. He waited. So I say, let's just, uh, let's just Google his name. So we Google Sergeant Major Aubrey Gaines, United States Army. When you Google it, you'll see this light-skinned black dude, green eyes, all muscled out because he was a bodybuilder. And this Speedo, really, really tight Speedo. So my girlfriend goes, let's use that one. I'm like... Please don't use that picture because he really hates that picture. <laughs> so he, she downloaded the picture. She took it to our local bakery. They plastered it all over his thing, you know, one of those prints. And and you know what? You know, they say people have a good sense of humor. Some people really have a shitty sense of humor. Now, Aubrey really, really hates that picture. So we kept the picture covered the entire the entire time. But uh, he's been my friend for, uh, God, man, 20 years here in, the, in, in Fort Hood. And we've trained so many soldiers and stuff together. And always told me to stay positive, pushed me to, you know, start school and stuff again. But um, we have that little Speedo picture. I might have to send you that one on the back end so you can kind of maybe post that somewhere. It'll really piss him off. Besides that, um, <laughs> Aubrey, man, this birthday and wishes for you, bro. I love you and, and happy belated birthday, man. 
As your very first birthday boost, I've got to say, that was that was quite good. Uh, when it comes to honorable mentions, unfortunately, you can only give them like a breath or two. Joshua Cannon, congratulations on your promotions. Carl Rohn, one of the best partners a man could ever roll with. Amanda Nelson, your beautiful daughters look exactly like you, so that's pretty cool. Brian Wong, Ken Williams, Sandy Smith-Tibus, Rich Martin, Kenny Wright. <laughs> Kenny Wright, I'll be back in a second with Kenny Wright. Uh, Aisha, she's celebrating her birthday along with Austin Anderson. Those are this week's honorable mentions. Mr. Ricardo, who are yours? Oh, are you done already? I'm done, man. I'm like, I, I, my, my headset went off and I'm like, I don't have any more honorable mentions, man. I, my phone went blank on the other end, so I'll catch you on the next one. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to give out an extra shout out to my boy, Kenny Wright. Uh, he, he is responsible for this. Well, uh, to, uh, to all of those honorable mentions and birthday boosts, we just want to say we love you all. Uh, we wish you nothing but the biggest, the brightest, the best. And thanks for joining us once again in another rotation around our local star. Oh, that's uh, that's what we call the show, Ricky. Uh, I appreciate you so much. You're a great fill-in guest because, number one, it was great talking to you again. And number two, you're just a wonderfully pleasant person that I think people will enjoy. <laughs> man, I'm here for you anytime, man. I apologize. I've just been so scattered, man, with all the growth in the company. I, I was just training the police department today, so you just kind of caught me off key. So thank you for having me today, Tony. All right. Well, is there anything you want to promote other than FRMSAT.com, correct? Listen, I, I would love, thank you for the opportunity. What I would love to promote is, um, as a fellow veteran, and, and thank you, brother, for your service as well, uh, to all our veterans who are out there listening and to the people who are out there haven't, you know, uh, we still want you guys to remember those guys that are deployed. Also, um, if you're one of those guys or family members that are, you know, looking for help, you know, please reach out to your local VAs, your career, your career counselors. If not, man, there's groups out there like Tony and I who love talking to vets and, and helping you guys through little problems. So don't be so hard on life. Life changes. And uh, just because a lot of people are stressed out about being out of the military and it's hard to adapt. Take the time for your health and mental health as, as that as well. Reach out, man. Things get always better. And always remember as a veteran, you are not alone, man. you always got people to back you up. So don't feel free to reach out. My name is Rick. Tony knows how to get a hold of me. 254-247-6054 is my number, man. That's a business number? That's my cell number. Yeah, we probably don't want to put that out. Well, it's a business number. I mean, I'll, I'll answer first. So if I see a number like that and people want to talk, you know, I, I do I do FaceTime and I can do Zoom meetings, anything, just to help talk, man. I'm, I'm okay with helping people talk. All right. You heard the man, ladies and gentlemen. That's my friend, Ricardo Acosta. It has been a wonderful pleasure having you on today. Uh, we're going to have uh, Daryl McLean close us out. Thank you for listening to T-Ball and Chick Brew. If you enjoyed that show, you should check out the Daryl McLean show, independent media that won't reinforce tribalism. We have one planet and nobody's leaving, so let's reason together. You can find the Daryl McLean show at the same place you actually listen to this show. Give it a shot. And that's that. That's how we wrap that up. Let me go ahead over here and push that button before I come back to thank you. Hey, everybody, it's T-Bone. Did you know you can listen to the Lunsby Show on the iHeartRadio app? The team at iHeartRadio has created two new features on the app. You can now auto-download to your device and be notified when other new episodes are released, all for free using the iHeartRadio app. And... You can listen to The Lunsby Show from anywhere. iHeartRadio, 
Discover music, radio, and podcasts you'll love.